I don't even know what to do. It's been so long. I know, right? I don't like I'm all I mean, out like, of it. I feel like I'm about to try to learn how to ride a bike or something. We're in a new spot. Yeah. Like, new stuff. With my hands. <laughs> yeah. Tony's back. I mean, like I'm Yeah, Tony's back. What? Ha- what happened? I know. What happened? It's different. <laughs> I was busted. Fucking long ass day. Let's yeah. go. Long week. Fuck. I love the holidays, but I hate the holidays. I'm gonna be honest. Honestly, as a new parent, like, I mean, she's two now, but the first Christmas was so different. This year was exhausting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We still have presents wrapped under the tree. Like, we still haven't finished. And not even that we had a lot. It was a matter of, like, in the morning, on Christmas morning, we did stockings. And then um, my dad and I were going to dinner at the long-term care home with mom. And then going to Sarah's parents because her sister is down with all her kids and both of her kids, not all of her kids. And then we had dinner again, then went home, put the kids to bed, and then the presents were still there. And we've just been kind of like slowly picking away at them. And I think probably at a certain point, we might just put them away again. My kid is an absolute savage on the presents, dude. It really? Oh, man. She's not getting another present until her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the one thing I don't like about Christmas is like because we always get super hyped for their presents that they want, and I'm like, "All right, yeah, let's get them that fucking huge ass kitchen that's going to take me six and a half hours to put together." Yeah, and I'm up till four in the morning, and then have to turn around and be up at seven thirty, and I'm like. Yeah. Yay. That was this year for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are the not fun Christmases. I turned out the lights at 5 a.m. and then turned them back on again at 730. Like sweet. Fresh as a daisy. Yep. Nope. 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 Not my favorite time of the year. That's for sure. Dad, why aren't you so happy? Oh, shit. That's a deep <laughs> question right there. And then you got to cook all day. Yeah. It just, nah, man, I don't. I like how we went from talking about the challenge before we hit record to not talking about the challenge at fucking all. At fucking all. We literally were like, we should be recording this right now. Let's hit record. We hit record and then we're like, let's talk about Christmas. All right. Well, no, let's honestly, no, let's get back into the conversation we were having. So before we hit record, we were talking about how we were uh, glad that we didn't record last week. And, you know, over the Christmas uh, weekend, um, because the episode was slow and boring and whatever. And we were glad we didn't waste our time on that. And we just spent the time with our kids and our families. Um, And then we tried to remember what happened in that episode and realized that it was so boring and slow. We couldn't even remember what happened. But that was the one where Kylan was going against uh, Darrell on the the weird... um, you know, fucking balance. What'd you, what'd you call it, Tony? Uh, I called it the something firecracker. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I called it the balance thing with the, with the firecrackers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But anyway, um, and then I brought up how this is what season 29 invasion of the champions has over this season of 39, which is somewhat kind of similar to the same idea in my mind. Um, but where on 39, anytime the, the, the champions were in an elimination. It was a fan favorite, iconic, old school elimination. Balls in, you know, pole wrestle, um, you know, not so fast, like, you know, all those ones. And 
But they're not doing that this season. They keep giving the champions these weird fucking brand new eliminations that some guy just cooked up in the fucking basement of the studio. And I I, I just, I don't understand who's making these decisions because they are not the right ones. First of all, it's the intern that was doing the stats during fucking world championships. Probably. You know what I mean? Probably. Um, And look, it's just, I want to say it's, it's surprising, but it's not that it once again, a fucking huge miss. We're bringing back yeah. legends recently. And I'm speaking about Laurel. I'm not necessarily talking about Tori and Devin. They're great champions, but right. they're not legends. Baby legends. You're, yeah. You're bringing back legends. Darrell, Laurel. Fuck it, it. You guys probably know who the last three coming are. And you're telling me you're going to give Laurel of all people. Let's pull a chain and paint it and then make her put in color pegs. I mean, I'm just saying, though, this isn't the first time that they threw a fucking twisted ass peg elimination at Laurel and she <laughs> fucked up. And I thought about it. Why? Why? For what reason did you guys do this? I think they were fucking when, with her when there was one missing. Thank you. Yeah. When there was one missing, I was like, seriously. And she would. And what does she say? She goes, there's I can't find it. It's not here. So it's not my fault. Is that literally not what she was saying on the one with Ninja? She couldn't find yeah. the hole, so it's not her fault. You know what I mean? So I was just like, oh my God, they did this the fuck with her. I know they did it. Like, that was on purpose. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, that's, I like her tweet where she goes, that's how you know the challenge isn't rigged. Because production want, asked me what kind of elimination I'd want and who I'd want to go against. And she goes, I want to go against Michelle. And I'm willing to bet it was a pole wrestle, a hall brawl, or a fucking balls in. Something physical where she yeah. could toss her around a little bit. You know what I mean? And it's just. Ugh. That would have been awful for her. Oh, my God. I was I but, was hoping for it. But same thing with Darrell last week. You know, like, why, why, why did we not get Darrell in a balls in? Why? Or a pole wrestle. Or anything where he was closer than halfway across the elimination sand from Kylan. Like, yeah. Jordan yeah. got one that was catered to what he's capable of. Devin, same deal. Tori, for the most part, like, like hers is the hers is the middle ground. Like yeah. you've got Devin and Jordan who absolutely got challenges that were catered to them. Tori got one that she could probably given the right circumstances, be good at. And then you've got Kaz who had to roll around in a tube and collect flags. You had at 80 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had Kylan who had to like, or Darrell who had to like balance on a thing, light a firecracker and hope that he did it quicker. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Laurel who, yes, it's a puzzle per se, but she gets a puzzle instead of a physical elimination. No offense at all, but why didn't Casey get this elimination and Laurel get the one that Casey got against Big T? Yeah. I yeah. kind of forgot Casey Ethan came. <laughs> yeah. And did the the little like, you know, pole Facts. wrestle thing. Yeah. So like, why why I, I don't know. And not that Casey didn't absolutely kill it and do a great job and, you know, whatever. But it was just it was just it's just weird. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's once again, not surprise production, not doing themselves any fucking justice in making us. Enjoy the show more than we should. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Anyways, welcome to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. (laughs) My name's Rick. This is my beautiful wife, Karina. We've got. Tony, stats and info, Lance. And then we've got Alexis, Tex, Rawson. Did I get that, Rawson? Yep. Fuck, I'm on par for being a little rusty. 
right? Sometimes I forget my own last name because it's pretty new to me. <laughs> That's my excuse, too. I got the text part right, though. You did? I've got that one locked in. Forrest Gump. <laughs> His text. He's from Cleveland. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's only for us older millennials. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you do. I was just talking for the listeners. You guys are about to find out how old I really am because my birthday is coming soon and I'm turning 30. Oh, dirty welcome 30. Welcome. Welcome. It That's re- awesome. Really, it is the best years that I've had so far is my 30s. So. Yeah. We've tested it out for you. It works pretty well. Oh, yeah. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, I appreciate and, that. And the amount of knowledge that you get at the age of 30, like as soon as your birthday hits, it's overload. You're just like, that's like, what wisdom. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was missing. Yeah. There we go. I need that back. I feel like ever since having a child, I, I make jokes that she sucked all my brain power out of me because I've just <laughs> never been dumber since becoming a parent. <laughs> No, that's facts. That's, that no, that's just part of the process. Yeah, hard enough to keep her alive, but like, she just takes so much of my brain. <laughs> at some point, like at thirty-two to thirty-three, maybe a little bit older, all of a sudden you wake up one morning and you're like, "Am I sick? I don't feel right." And then you just realize after that's just a year, that's just how you feel now. And that's it's like, "All right, let's now. go." You just always feel sick. Things hurt when it rains. like all of a sudden like you know what would be nice an orange soda in a nice warm spot in the sun (laughs) and a good book that i'll put beside me and not read yeah 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 maybe a blanket i don't know oh yeah a nice blanket yeah hell yeah let's go challenge (laughs) phantom podcast (laughs) bring you you the little things that bring you joy yes So, anyways, guys, we're here to recap episode number 11. God damn, we're already at episode 11. The only downside to this is if it was the CBS version, we'd be at the final right now. I know. Yeah, we'd be going into the finals. (laughs) I don't even know if we're halfway. I think we're halfway. I think we're going to finish like we've we have we've had an entire season of Survivor. And then the next season starts in February. And are we even done this season of the challenge by February? Like, I think we'll have gone through an entire season of Survivor and started another one before this season ends. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, because I don't think it's going to be done before February. No lie. I was listening to our interview with Tiffany and she was talking about, oh, I'm watching this season of Survivor. I'm like, fuck, we recorded this a while ago and we said we were going to watch it. and We never did. I wonder (laughs) if it's still on. And then I like looked and was like, no, it ended like four weeks ago. I was like, oh, shoot. I did not watch it. My bad. Sorry, Tiff. I did. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's Tony watched here. it for us. And yeah. you know what? He also and he hive leaned... minds with Rick. So, you know, and Rick tells me everything. So, well, and it, sh- it's just it's a big sharing circle here. And shout out to Tony and Jacob, the challenge historian, because oh, yes. they recapped it as survivor historian and survivor stats and info. Yes. Yep. So if you want to get caught up on that and yeah, you know, we'll link br- it down. binge watch and then listen to them, we'll link it below. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, let's get into this. So. Just like we're getting into it, the show put no time wasted Dude. right into the nightly. A nightly? I mean, what? I would like to say they did give them enough time to go home and eat. I did. Yeah, that was, you know what? Okay. Before that an was, eating challenge. That was my, uh, first of all, that was actually cold as ice. Yeah. That was fucked up of yeah. them to do, first Fuck of yeah. all. That was fucked up of them to let them eat. 
knowing they were going to have to go eat. Send them home to eat. Even. Yeah, send them home to eat. But here's my thing. PJ said, you guys have one hour, right? Yeah. So that had to have just been for show because there is no damn way they all got out of the arena, loaded back up into the buses, drove all the way back to the house because these houses aren't just like in town. Like these houses are like excluded like mansions out in like, you know, Timbuk fucking two in whatever city they're in. And so you're telling me they got all the way in the buses and got everybody back home, got everybody to eat, dressed, back on the buses and then back to wherever they were meeting TJ in one hour. That's what you're you're going to try to like you think I'm stupid. And that's really what I think. And I'm, I don't appreciate that. They were where are the timers? Where I, I don't really care about the timers between eliminating. No, I don't either. Lead. But I'm just saying, it I'm doesn't just really bother me. I'm just saying, why lie? Like, why lie? What was the point in that specific lie? Just, hey, you guys are going to go home and you're going to, you know, you're going to get dressed and everything. And I'll see you guys in a little bit. Like, why the specific? Anyway, I'll let it go. Moving on. I Sorry. like how they were all eating eggs. I thought they were eating rice. Uh, maybe oh. eggs and rice. Maybe. I was like, oh, my God, they're eating rice. And I have I have personally puked up rice and that shit is nasty. I wonder if any of them expected like a potential eating challenge, because it's like if you're Probably a fan not. of the, it, just it, I don't understand. They don't they don't they're know enough. what to expect. The champs would have known. Well, they keep bouncing it around, though, because like sometimes the only eating portion is in the final now. Yeah, yeah, but there's like anytime they do like a nightly though, a night challenge, there's always some sort of like something eating and endurance involved. Yeah, either it's a mini final like they did on like the USA and everything right. else or it's yeah. eating. Or it's some sort of eating, right? And so it, it like that's what I mean, like the that's where like the experience I guess comes in cuz like I feel like the vets, like if bananas was in the house, he would have known. Like oh, yeah. they we're going to be eating. And I ain't fucking eating right now. Fuck these guys. <laughs> you know, speaking of experience in this new cast versus like a little bit of season cast. I didn't see any like restrictions on that food. Like it was mm. disgusting. I mean, I guess I didn't see any balls, but <laughs> but like there it was definitely not like vegetarian or vegan friendly. Oh, yeah. No. Vegetarian was the, the <laughs> spicy support the spicy surprise or whatever the hell it was was supposed to be for that. Right. Because you get that option. Yeah. Cause who was it that was, was vegetarian or something like that. Right. And so, yeah. And she took that, but at the same time, she freaking can't (laughs) deal with spicy stuff. She's like Tabasco, like makes me like cry and sweat. (laughs) Like better option than pig snout. Yeah. I was happy to see some nasty stuff on this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was over the onion and garlic thing. Like, no, I eat that shit for fun. That's not no. She does. That's no lie. She'll sit there and eat raw. I'm not lying. I'm literally not lying. Literally not lying. It's fucking weird as shit. (laughs) This shit is so good. I just I love raw onions and raw garlic. I love it. White onion or red or yellow. All of them. All of them. Doesn't matter. Just onion. She eats it. Yeah, she's a soldier. I love it. And I'm over here at McDonald's. Like, can I get my cheeseburger with no onion, please? Or like when we go out, like I get like a good burger, you know, and the ring onions they put it on. He always takes oh, yeah. it off and he just puts it on my plate and I'm just like, mm, yum, this shit's so good. I love it. Fucking gross. That's where we don't hide mine because I'm I'm with Karina on this one. Yeah, yeah no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like a big ass just hunk of raw onion. 
Yeah. So good. Maybe you like. I eat raw lettuce too, see, though. Like this is this <laughs> weird. Is, who eats cooked lettuce, Karina? I'm weird. Like I will literally just peel a leaf She's of lettuce a off and rabbit, just bro. <laughs> She's just a, a small fucking rabbit that goes around. I like all. that you said raw lettuce as if there's a a group of people that eat cooked lettuce. <laughs> Okay, I meant like lettuce, like just all by itself, like not like yeah, it's a, called a salad, Karina. Called just, a salad, but just eat it. <laughs> See, that's how I know we could win at the CBS version of the challenge because you guys can knock out the eating, and we'll really struggle at the rest of it, like the endurance. It's a well-rounded team, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Socially, we'll know who everyone is. Look, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil something because I'm assuming that our listeners know which bets are coming. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So my question is: is which one of the challengers in the house right now are gonna know who Brad is? Oh my god! Uh, I've thought that so many times. Like other than Kylan, Corey would obviously like Jay would. Yeah, Jay will. Like but, pretty much anybody, any of them, that, but not as many as show. Not enough. No. For it being a mercenary. And that's what I'm saying. Like, as a viewer, you understand like how big of a deal this is, but those people don't know. They yeah, don't know his his leather cuff and what is coming for them. <laughs> Did you guys see his, his bracelet in the preview? Yeah, I, yeah. Oh my God! It, it's a, it's a. Now it's a necklace. Now it's a necklace. Yeah, fuck. Ah, how do we not? We're gonna have that now, by next week on the in board. In the preview, like the preview for next week, showed him with like showed him with a mace at his feet again. Like, so did they really give like Brad, CT, and Kara the mace of chaos, but then and not give Laurel. it to Laurel? Yeah, yes. I don't think so weird. wanted to use it. In my personal opinion, that was a shot of here's CTs. so and here's that's what my, I thought, but it was like the next week on. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say something right now that's gonna sound really fucking weird, probably especially to my husband. But I'm gonna tell you guys right now, I know I am ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure and comfortable saying that those are CT's legs. Those are his calves muscles, and I know it. I well, that's fucking what I thought. know it. Like so that was so that was a shot of CT. Now, does that mean I love you so much, baby? Does that mean that that they are tricking us and using that shot to throw us off about Brad coming next? Or is CT actually coming next? Would they fuck with us that much and bring no. CT before they bring Brad? Why would because they then, Brad well, for last? Well, because Brad was fill availability. Like Brad was a last minute fill in for bananas. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe availability, you know, so I don't know. Like. There, there's, there would be a possibility we would see CT next. But then, why would you save? Why would you save bananas over CT for elimination? It might not have been that way. What I'm saying is, originally, when bananas was coming, this week might have would have been bananas. Yeah. But since they had to replace him with Brad, Brad might have said, "Yeah, I can come, but I can't come until this week." And right. so then they had to move shit around. But I don't know. That's just literally just my mind, like fucking going off and crazy shit, and like completing stories that I know nothing about. So I only expect them to give the mace to CT and Kara. So yeah. it was really weird that they showed it on the next time on because I was expect like I'm not anticipating CT to be the mer like to be the vet until the end. 
So I think they're just throwing us off. I I think they're using that shot of CT's feet with the mace at his feet to just throw us off to make us think CT's coming next because they think we don't look at spoilers. I mean, they could even, you know how they do their shots. They're like, okay, everybody like Mm. hold something up. Like, like maybe they give them blank props to do their little scenes with. So that way we think about it super hard and think we know what's happening. And then, (laughs) well, and here's actually something that I was actually talking with a listener um, of ours. And I can't remember her name. I'm, I'm stuck at this, but anyway, um, we were talking about this like a week ago was the possibility that, and we know that this happens because we've heard it from numerous challengers across MTV and CBS is that when they shoot like the promo photos and videos and stuff like that, they pretty much have everybody do every shot and there's like a bunch of them and then they yep. go through and they pick their favorite ones. So I'm wondering if everybody got a shot of holding the mace and that's just part of the promo. And in fact, CT is not going to walk out with a mace and he's going to get a regular setup like every other Merc has. And that's just the promo shot they're using to throw us off. I think that they'll catch a lot of heat if they do it, but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah, they don't care about catching heat. I don't think. Because people still watch. <laughs> Exactly. I think they are trying to draw in viewers as much as possible. So they're trying to draw up the idea that CT could be next, because if you're going to watch CT, you have to watch the whole episode and wait till the last 10 to 15 minutes. So they're going to have them tune in for the next two weeks. Smart. That's really smart, actually. And yes, I do know that. And I don't question without a doubt that, you know, those are CT's legs. (laughs) Um, But with that being said, but do you it's think just, that the bracelet was CT's leather cuff? He borrowed it from Brad to throw us off. I didn't even notice it. Was it in the exact same shot or was there a cut? You know what I mean? I cheat a little bit. I wish Katie was here because she plays the challenge fantasy on Facebook. So at the end of every episode, I record the the next on mm-hmm. because there's always questions about it on the fantasy. Right. So... I just distinctly remember this like this like biker leather dad cuff, like a thick leather band around the wrist. And I don't know, it just screams Brad to me. It's Brad. It's definitely Brad. I just don't see CT wearing some shit like that. And we know those are the only two left. Yeah. But who yeah, knows? It, who knows what they're doing? And and here's the thing is regardless if you wait the next three weeks, you're gonna see all three. Just what order. And that's you know what, what they want you to do. Exactly. Um, anyways, getting into this daily, the first part of it, or nightly, I should say, is uh, they have to go run, at, uh, answer some trivia questions, really easy trivia questions. What did, yeah, I was going to say, what did you guys think of these? You'd think that. These trivia. Yeah, you would think that. Don't ask Jay or, or Raven, though. Um, uh, what did you guys think about these trivia questions? The only one I didn't know was the WWE. The wrestling one. That you did, yeah, that we one. did get that one wrong. We we both said the rock on that one. Yeah. But. So do you think that they noticed that when the boxes were super heavy that it was wrong? Yeah, but I yeah. think once you pick it, that you can't, you can't switch back. to the the right one. You know what I mean? Because yeah, obviously one then, yeah. So you only get like whichever one you grab first, that's the one you have to take. Yeah. Well, from a production standpoint, it was really smart that the code first off if you're doing a thing like this and it's all like occult type stuff mm-hmm. it stands to reason that your code is going to be 666 
Um, however, if every single box that every single team is carrying is a six, then they can take whatever shots they want from the entire nightly and just put it wherever. Because every, every box that anyone is going to be carrying is going to have a six on it. Yeah. I just wonder why they did all of that. Like, what's the point? Just carry the boxes when you're done. Take the lid off the plate of food and eat it. Like, do we really need you to have a code that unlocks something so you can eat your food? <laughs> like, why? Absolutely. Well, why? they couldn't get any bombs, so they had to do locks. I'm just I saying, mean, it's just they've so, got to have some kind of prop. You know, like it's just so over the fucking top <laughs> if for no fucking reason. No reason. Like it was a subtle play to what was going to happen in the elimination. They got the code and then they moved the chain, which then mm. came into play in the elimination between Raven and Laurel. I see uh. what you're trying to do there, but I'm not believing that connection at all. And I'm just going to say, like, they overcomplicate shit all the time. Like something very simple, which is just move these boxes and one's heavier if you get the wrong answer. And right. when you're done moving them, eat the food. And the first one done wins. <laughs> like, why do we yeah. need the chain and the cup? Why? <laughs> Because why are you carrying the boxes, Rick? What's your motivation to carry the boxes? So you can eat the food. But I don't want to eat the food. Then you lose and you go into elimination. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that, there's your motivation. But there's a chain there, too. I mean, it's weird. It's like they forgot what worked the first 28 See, Yeah, seasons. exactly. It's so stupid. Speaking of the first 28 seasons. 29, whatever. 29, whatever. Did anyone else? So, first of all, uh, just jumping back a little bit, when they first walk into the elimination arena, did anyone else get like Rivals Two Nightmare Island vibes, but like nighttime, where the, the the little area where they had to go in and eat all that crazy fucking shit that they had to eat on the Rivals Two final, and they had all the skulls and all the shit everywhere. Like, I literally felt like this was like that same setup, but at night. I was like, did they just pull all the same props from yeah. Rival 2 and just set it all back up? From the warehouse? <laughs> I don't know. And I didn't know if it was just me. But like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this literally looks like Nightmare Island um, from Rivals 2. I'm like, what? Go ahead. Emmanuel said it looks like the inside of his grandma's house. He's used to all that spooky <laughs> shit. I like how fucking Olivia was like, I ate raw liver in Alaska once, so I'm pretty prepped for this. Yeah, the lie detector determined that was a lie. Her face when Raven fucking puked on her. Oh my God, that was glorious. Well, and then, so I heard this on the official uh, podcast uh, and I don't even want to repeat it. It's so gross. Okay, so I'll do it for you. Oh, it was so gross. I can't even repeat it. So Olivia got the pig snout and she was chewing it up and coughed some out and it landed on Raven's gloves and Raven didn't notice and went to wipe her face from all the the spicy stuff and wiped it all over her fucking nose and mouth. Oh, I hope she didn't try to clean her tongue off, too. Oh, that's really fucking gross. That's really fucking. You're gross. welcome. It's the first thing I thought about when I heard that. <laughs> oh, that's where my, my mind But the image of Emmanuel holding the snout and it's just like a perfect outline, like it's a perfect top of the snout. Oh, my God. Was like, bleh. yeah, yeah. Props to fucking Ed, though. Well, I was literally about to say, what does yeah. Ed eat on a regular basis? Because <laughs> that boy did not budge. He was fine. He's a total workhorse this entire competition. Like, which yeah. which one was he eating? He was eating the like the skin and 
and like, and colon colon yeah. stew. It looked like yeah. broth. Ugh. Yeah, that was fucking disgusting. So there's four of us here. What are you taking? I'm not taking the chili one because I love my insides too much. I'm probably going to go brain soup and do the exact same thing that James did. Just like pound it back and be done with it. I don't know. I mean, dude, I have to take, I can't do the pigs now. Yeah. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight between us four. This is where this is, (laughs) this is where our alliance breaks. Okay. Because it is fucking first come first serve to that brain soup. Or that damn oil chili shit because I cannot eat the other two. I would not be able to. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm I grew up poor and I've eaten a lot of questionable things. <laughs> like I've gotten a hot dog off of a street vendor in Tijuana one time at like two in the morning. What's so, wrong with you? I mean, granted, everything that was on that table is probably in a hot dog anyway. So exactly. For so. sure, yeah. And look, there's a trick to it, like because and it, they mentioned this on on the challenge podcast, but I've, it's pretty common knowledge that you only have five ta- five types of taste receptors from what I've learned. Yeah. But a lot of the secondary taste that you get is through your sinuses and your nostrils. Mm-hmm. So if you plug your nose and and eat something or drink something, it actually really helps mitigate some of that. Yeah. So that is a way to do it. Um, but with that being said, like, Whatever you guys don't pick, I'll eat. I'll eat the pig snout. I'll eat the fucking colon. You got to eat the snout. I'll fucking do both of them. I don't care. (laughs) The fact that it like specifically states skin is what throws me off. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about, dude? Like, do you like pork rinds? I get that. But those are also like deep fried, not in a stew. (laughs) In a stew. I eat chicken skin. (laughs) And cooked. Cooked. I like chicken skin. And I remember you guys having a conversation about chicken skins on the podcast one time. That's how you know you love each other because you like give the other person the chicken skins and stuff. No, nah, I didn't give it to him. He stole it. Fuck you. Oh, okay. No, you stole my fucking chicken. Way to chicken. bring it up, Alexis. And I still, I, you know what? Mm. We were having a nice time <laughs> and then you had to drag that back up. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not eating your food now. You can eat your own fucking skin and colon. Thank dish. you. Karina's oh, going no, no, back no, to no. raw lettuce. Yeah, you can have it. That's my payback. I took your chicken skin. You can have the skin and colon. No, stew. that's not the same. That is All not right. the same. <laughs> that's fair. Skin for skin. Both got a little skin in this game. Karina, you can make a lettuce wrap. You'll be fine. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Um, I got the spicy liquid. <laughs> I'm sorry. All I thought was Alexis is going to be like Ashley after fucking Invasion of Champions when they did the curry run. <laughs> you took the one team that brought me joy. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Colleen and whoever else was drinking it was having a real hard time afterwards. Oh, I'm. Sh- I bet. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was extremely surprised that the team of Corey, James, Colleen, and Mariah won. I thought Emmanuel, Aracio, uh, Zara, and, and Berna. And Berna was going to win it. But then I saw Berna trying to do that hot sauce drink, and it was not the business oh my for God. her. Berna's fucking line, though, when everybody's like throwing up, she's like, it's a little bit like ayahuasca. It's not good, though. It's not good. <laughs> I fucking lost it. I was like, that was funny, Berna. That was fucking funny. I also said that they brain soup regularly in Turkey. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah. I was like, what? In Turkey, they eat brain soup like for dinner, but I don't like it. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't like it either. So glad I'm American and we eat cheeseburgers. That's <laughs> so true. Same. Cause I could I like not. that the team that won was the team that had like no concrete alliances with anybody. Like, they're, they're yeah. sort of like the, the floating group where they're in alliances but they're not totally trusted all the time within their alliances, but now they're all safe. Right. Yeah. It it was interesting to see the way that all went down. Side note though. I remember talking to my grandmother who was from Holland in the thirties. And I was like, so what'd you guys eat for dinner all the time? Like chicken and stuff like that. She's like, no chicken was a delicacy. We ate horse. I was like, wow, that is different. Yep. (laughs) So thanks grandma. Yeah. Changed my perspective on that. Anyways, (laughs) Secondly, going to that team winning and that elimination are you or that deliberation that they had, are you guys surprised that they picked Raven? No. Uh that I don't know. Like honestly, at this point, with how like flippy floppy everything has fucking been all season, like and I know that everybody keeps saying that this season is boring, but man, like somebody's flipping every fucking week. You yeah. know what I mean? So it I'm not super, I wasn't super surprised or anything, um, but I, I did expect James to back Mariah a little bit more, knowing that at yeah. this point in the game, Raven is Mariah's number one and, and vice versa. And I got confused at this point because James says in his confessional that, you know, Raven and Olivia or whatever voted for him, like in the past on the season yeah. or whatever. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah, like she voted for him. Why is she getting so mad? And I was like, fuck this. What the fuck? But then I listened to the official podcast. And obviously, I'm not going to go back and watch 10 fucking episodes just to see if she ever voted for him. But she swears up and down that she is never once placed a vote on James. So then I was like, "Okay, so she she does have like she has been having his back because he's been with Mariah and blah, 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 blah. So. Now I understand why she's mad. And then when I watched it the second time, I was like, you get them, girl. You fucking called them bitches out. Like, I was so here for that call out on that second watch through. I was like, yes, this is amazing. I get why she's mad, like, obviously, because she got put into elimination. But really, it's one of those situations where it's sort of the Tristan and Kellyanne problem that I had when we were watching Worlds in that there's no one else left because... Mariah wasn't going to throw in the ride or die girls, which does include Raven, but for some reason at the bottom and James isn't going to throw in Zara because she's the only person that he has left apart from Mariah. Right. So but I thought like Berna, like I thought like what? Because Corey and Corey and uh, Colleen said no. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Cause they were protecting, like there's a lot of people that are protecting Berna and I'm not, hundred percent sure why and i don't mean that as a slight against berna but every time you see her in the house like even at the beginning of the episode when everybody's eating she's at a table by herself and everybody else is at another table and then some of the people that were at that very table not having dinner with berna are then saying that they won't vote for berna yeah Yeah, like it's just weird it is odd um I did like after they announced uh, that they're going to be voting Raven, that there was no hesitation from her to start talking right away and yep. be like, so you have no voice. 
mm-hmm. you know, all of that. And dude, I loved it. Yeah, it I love this so much. It reminds me so much of older challenges. Yeah, that's like the interactions we got. Yes. It's like yeah. it was visceral. She says what she needs to say, but she is also controlled. Hundred percent. I I like that about her. She's she doesn't like she doesn't lose her shit. She doesn't lose her head, but she's still not afraid to call people out on their shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. I really fucking like that. And yeah. again, kind of going back to her 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 interview on the official podcast. You know, when they talked to her about this, she had said that you know she like the people that she kind of like looks up to is like Laurel and like Cam and stuff like that, where they just they just play and they're not going to give a fuck about next season or next whatever. Like they're just going to play for right now for this game for today, for this money. And that's what we fucking need. Like stop playing safe shit because you want a chance to win in four seasons, like play right now. And I love that she's playing right now. You know what I loved is Corey's little dance when she was fucking walking away. Did you catch that look Michelle gave the sideways glance? Yeah. The sideways glance. Like she was just like, Like, don't you fucking embarrass me out here. Dude, that (laughs) dance, Corey does that dance every time he talks shit to people. Like, that's that same one he did to Huey in the elimination. That's his shit. Anytime, like, I love Corey, but anytime that it does not go well in a confrontation, I actually legitimately wrote, with Corey, like, confrontation leads to gyration because it's that (laughs) move every time. And I messaged him. I was like, look, it's hilarious, but every it. time mm-hmm. it's the shimmy. Like yep. it is every single yep. time, and I'm not mad at it. It's no. hilarious. signature move. Yeah, you yep. know what I mean. I love it. I love it, dude. He's got his own little thing. His own, you know. This is this is the end of the confrontation of the fight. Like this is the that marks the end yeah. of it. He goes Fuck from like you. zero to sixty, and then does a dance, and that's and does what a shimmy. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's it. That's the end. You ain't getting nothing after that. Honestly, <laughs> how do how do you? <laughs> form a rebuttal to that yeah like what do you even say what do you yeah. even do like <laughs> maybe maybe i'll start using that tactic like in my own life you should yeah, there you go right just remember these words confrontation leads to gyration i wonder how like people at work would take that <laughs> oh, my oh my god, god. i'd get fired but there's one way to find out hear you say needy greedy and they're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> or the, uh, the audacity i say that, that i get much. i get called Me out too. on that all the time because i'm so used to just saying audacity and now like when i have to say the actual word like audacity it feels so wrong it feels so mm. wrong it's yeah it's like that's not right that's not it's right. that's got to be wrong <laughs> so after the nightly Daily, daily and nightly. <laughs> Something like that. Well, after that, we go to this ad from Spotify from podcasters. <laughs> Just like we're ready to come back from this ad from Spotify for podcasters. All right. You want the break music? No, let's just right. roll with it right here. I'm <laughs> okay. fucking on fuego. Get it. Welcome back from listening to that <laughs> lovely ad from Spotify from podcasters. I believe that was Tony that was giving Boom. you the real stats and I'm info. Sure, yeah, yeah. You sound great Spotify. on those commercials. All of you do. Tony is the award winner. Two years of working in radio. <laughs> yeah, mine's from Karina. Like, hey, we need to record this commercial. I'm like, all right, I'm really stoned, but let's do it. Words are hard. <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> um, 
So I forgot that the title of this was My Own Worst Frenemy. And stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't even know who the title was referring to at I, this point. A thank you, right? Exactly. Like, who? who's Frenemy? I don't Because, like, Raven and Zara seem to have aligned now. Yeah. So they're not enemies and not fake friends. Yeah. And nope, I don't know. Like, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't care, but I don't understand who they were actually referring to with the title. I mean, based on what like Raven was saying in the official podcast, like maybe this would have been useful two weeks ago when Melissa was still in the house. (laughs) Because yeah. apparently Raven and Melissa got along pretty well in the beginning and then it went sour. Yeah. When, you know, Raven had no choice or Melissa had no choice because of the situation she was in. Anyways, getting back into the house. First thing we get is Kylan and Arasio talking about how they want to play the rest of this out. Mm, and yeah. We already know this with Kylan and Arasio, and I like to refer to it as the Goku complex, mm-hmm. which is they want to go against the best. They don't want the the sure route to win the one, money. They need to know that they won the money against the very best people that are there. And like Orasio wants to save Zara. Yeah. And because she's a strong woman and he wants to compete against her. What's your guys' thoughts on this way of approaching the game? So I actually agree with Orasio and I will tell you why. I wouldn't want to run the final with Zara but they know that the next portion of this game after chaos is a way to build their money back up again. Mm-hmm. So conceivably you want to have some of the stronger people left so you can actually build the money back up. Otherwise, if you just take everybody who you don't want to run a final against into the third section of the game before the final then chances are you're only going to have the amount of money that you started section three with. Like you're not banking much more than that. Exactly. So I think that he's doing the right thing. Like, obviously he's going to want to get rid of Zara before a final happens, Mm -hmm. but you're going to need stronger people in the third portion of this game. If you want to make any more money than you get after you potentially lose more from the vets, they could lose 30 more, like 30 grand from here on out. They could. No, I, I, I agree 100% with everything you just said, Tony. And like, that's exactly what I was going to say. And the thing, the only thing that I'll add on to that is that for someone like Orasio to, you know, understand that Zara is a really good competitor, but not be threatened by her, you know, obviously other people in the house are experiencing something different, right? Because yeah. Orasio has confidence in his own abilities So he doesn't feel threatened by potentially having to run that final with Zara. If that means he can keep her to help him make the pot a little bit bigger in, you know, level three. And I also understand, you know, the other side of it where like a lot of the girls and some of the other guys even are like, dude, I do not want to run against Zara. So Mm -hmm. we got to get her out because they are not confident in whether or not they'd be able to beat her, you know? And so I think that that's where that difference is because I did notice that yes, Kylan is normally, when we talk about him, he's normally included in that like Goku complex thing that we talk about. But I've noticed this season that Kylan is more like kind of moving to that side of let's get rid of the strong players because in this moment, he was telling Orasio that he wanted to get Zara out. And 
Mm -hmm. Horacio was like, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I'm not going to vote for Zara. I want her here, you know? So, and, but Kylan was talking about, you know, we need to get the strong people out. We need to get people like, so we're voting for Zara, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like Kylan's almost like, I don't want to say like the fear factor or whatever, but I almost feel like because he's played the challenge before and it didn't work out for him that way that he's almost approaching it from a different you know, side this time. It would make sense for him to do it because yeah. the reason is is because it's a flawed strategy. And I mm-hmm. respect your opinion on this guy, both of you guys, but no, get rid of the people that can beat you. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to be able to beat them. And I understand Arasio's perspective on this. Mm-hmm. And he thinks anyone can beat he can beat anyone. And it's great to have that. And it's even better to know that I'm so good that I can beat everybody and the best of players. But at the same time, that's not a guarantee. Look, we've seen Kara go in against Zach where Zach dominated the whole first day. And then because of a switch of a pot, Kara wins. Right. You know what I mean? Because someone's a little bit better at puzzles or someone's a little bit better at eating. Like, no, get rid of these strong players. So your road to the final and winning the final is easier. I mean, that's and they should be trying to get rid of the strong players while mercenaries are coming in to take them out. Thank you. I don't under yeah. I don't understand, but it's all like a a puppet game. And well, and again, I think this goes back to the perspective, right? Because to Arasio, Zara is not really a threat, yeah. but someone like Kyland, even though he's like aligned with him, could potentially be a threat to him, or someone like Corey Lay. You know what I mean? So I think it's all down to perspective of who's actually a threat to you and who can you actually use or utilize in level three. My thing is, is if if I'm going into this, even if I'm Horacio or I'm Kyland, I don't want to run a final against Corey Lay. Mm-mm. I don't want to run a final against Zara because Zara's proved that she can do it. She's got the build and that's like her specialty. Like if Jenny West is in there, you're telling me you want to run a final against Jenny West? You want to run a final against CT? No. But he's not saying that he wants to run a final against her. He's saying that he wants to keep her around. Yeah. I think he's, he's already been that. in the position where he had Berna on his team and saw that Berna wasn't able to keep up with the other members of that team. Right. So he's more interested in removing that player so that he can have a stronger group going into section three, knowing that there's still going to be eliminations. Now, understandable, but he's also won a lot of eliminations, too. Right. So if he has to go in and send people home, then he's also confident in doing that. And I'm not saying that his way is the right way and the only way. But for Orasio, it's the right way. Corey Lay wants to get out Orasio. That's also a very fucking smart idea, too. Yeah. Yeah. And here's my thing is. Orasio is not going to go against Zara as far as we know. You know what I mean? Like if Zara's in there, she's a final threat, not an elimination threat. Right. My question is, is if you get rid of the weaker people, but you don't want to run a final against Zara, who's left to take her out? Michelle. Michelle is at the bottom of this fucking poll on almost every single situation, except for the social read of the game. Olivia. It was the first name that I thought of. That was female. I know. Olivia, if it's a physical, yes. But I don't know if she beats her in an endurance. Yeah. I don't know. Narisa scrappy too, but it all depends on how it shakes yeah. out. Like basically yeah. everyone that's left is a coin flip over who wins against whoever else. And I mean, to me, like as far as running a final, I think it's Zara, Narice, 
And I think if Michelle could get to a final, if her endurance is good enough, she could do some real damage because she's good at puzzles. Right. That's like Jay too, right? Like they need to get to a final, but they're potentially built for one. Right. Michelle had that moment where she was like, I've been in four, I've been on four seasons and I haven't made it to a final. Like, so that's not that much. I have a question about that. And I wrote it in my notes because I didn't want to forget that audio is completely off with the audio from the rest of those conversations. And Mm. then it's back to, and it doesn't look like the video matches up with what she's actually saying. And then when it goes to her actual face, it doesn't look like she's in a state where she would have sounded like that in the audio. Like it sounds like that audio was lifted from somewhere else and put there. Mm. I'm sure it was. I mean, we we've heard John a say that they've taken audio from seasons ago and input yeah. it into a current season. So I wouldn't be surprised because she didn't even look like she looked like stressed, but she didn't look visibly upset. She was so whiny this whole episode about Laurel that it, it, it I didn't catch I it. Didn't you even know notice. what I mean? Yeah. Do they know ahead of time or was she just banging the Laurel drum, assuming that she would be there at some point? I think do you want me to take this or you want to go? Oh, I was just going to say, like, one, I think that uh, a lot of the cast looks at cast spoilers before they leave, just like fans do. Yeah. So they have a general idea of who's going to who's expected to be there, et cetera. And then also on top of that, this was a point that, you know, Rick actually brought up the other night because I said the same thing. I was like, did production like tell her or what the fuck's going on? Why is she so set on this? There's only so many female champion like goats right and they know she knows they haven't seen laurel she knows they haven't seen cara and that's pretty much all that's left as far as like you know like the best of the best of women female champions that still currently play yeah because evelyn's not showing up right evelyn's not going to show up they're not going to bring veronica you know what i mean like and not the saying veronica is the best of the best but i'm just saying as far as like champion numbers technically veronica is up there and we're not even going to get into that anyway um, so, you know, I, I don't know if it was just like, like she said in her confessional that it was like intuition. She just like felt it, felt it in her gut. But I think that maybe some of them know, knew which mercenaries were coming and she just assumed like, okay, we haven't seen Laurel yet. It's probably Laurel. Well, and here's my thing is all those confess. If you look at the live shots of her talking about Laurel, there's one where she talks in a group saying, Hey, yeah, I fucked over this champion and we could see her kind of thing. But every one where she was nervous was a confessional and they're all wearing the same clothes, every single confessional. So that tells me that the confessional was filmed at the end of the season, recapping what has happened. So if that's the case, then she's talking past tense and they're just taking everything she said about Laurel and packing it into this episode. Because that's where they just like when I think it was when they filmed USA, Tyson was talking about how they had to wear the same clothes every time yeah. that they did confessional. So not necessarily that it was filmed at the end, right. But just that every time that they do confessionals, they have to, like the same outfit or like the same two outfits or whatever that they wear for confessionals. Yeah, exactly. And who was it? We talked to who talked to us about the schedule. There's like, there's like their off day and then they have yeah. like a challenge day. Then they have the elimination day and then they have a confessional day where they go. So like every week they film confessionals. 
where they go and they sit down and then they answer questions about what happened that week during the daily, the elimination, whatever. So it is definitely filmed post everything that happened, but I don't think they're filmed everything all at the very end of the season, but they are getting way better about making everybody wear the exact same outfits because they used to not be so strong on that, but they're getting super tight on that. Like we're, they're wearing the exact same outfit every single fucking week. No, I mean, honestly, guys, I really think it is all filmed at the end because everybody looks the exact same. There's no variation to anything. Narisa's hair is the same hair every week. Michelle's hair is the same curls and the same everything. She's got the same makeup every Mariah fucking week. Mariah has the week. same butterfly clips in her bangs. <laughs> and they have not moved once. And there is no way you recre- recreate that every fucking other maybe. day. Like, it's not possible. Yeah, maybe. It's, I really think that. And I mean, I wonder what you guys think at home or wherever you are listening in your car, whatever. What do you think? Do you think it's been all filmed at once or do you think they're filming it as it goes? Yeah. You know what I mean? Let us know. I say as it goes, but also like they would have a continuity person, same as you would have on like a TV show Mm -hmm. where this person picks up this coffee at this point or it's at this position, blah, blah, blah. So that you have to make sure that everything is good with continuity so you don't have a starbucks cup in a game of thrones scene yeah right <laughs> i'm just saying you were expecting bunim and murray to do that when game of thrones can't pull it off yeah. you know what i mean yeah not uh, expecting much there yeah so anyways one thing i did want to talk about even though it wasn't a club scene we got an abc party which yep. i had no fucking clue what is an abc <laughs> party and they it. said it and i was like i thought they were on cbs yeah and i was like <laughs> and then the I think it was like Olivia or I forget who said it. It's anything but close. I was like, oh, Mariah. Mariah. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I no. I would never be invited. No, I've never been invited. Good reason behind. (laughs) That's why I wear flannels. I look like fucking what's his name from uh, Home Improvement, the co-host. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There you go. Enjoy that one. Anyways. um, That's funny. Who do you hang on? Hang on. Hang on. Oh, go ahead. I thought it was funny, like what they had to use for props. Like, yeah, they even had wrapping paper. Why the hell did they have wrapping paper in there? Right. I was okay. Thank you. I was like, where did the wrapping paper come from? Where did all this shit come from? But I'm wondering where the rubber gloves come from. Who whose outfit? Who had the best outfit of the night? Oh, Emmanuel. I appreciated Emmanuel's uh, gloves. Fucking middle finger finger on his forehead. Yes, that was Um, great. That was really great. I loved Corey as Callum's hamper. Like that was fucking hilarious. And not only was it hilarious and well thought out, but it was like it was like multi-purposeful, right? It was multifunctional because he was also using it as like a social play in the game to like appease Michelle and like make her laugh and, and try to like you know, smooth some ground out there. So I was like, dude, I gotta, I personally have to give it to Corey just for that because he took took his outfit to the next level. Like he leveled it up. I do like that Asaf was like, I dressed myself and I dressed properly. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was (laughs) good. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Narice, though, I I just want to know, did she like the, the little streamer? Did she like super glue it to her? Who were stuck? Like, how did that stay right there? All and night? had electrical tape over his nipples. 
Narice had like a mesh purple like bralette type thing. Was was did I just miss that completely? There was something under her balloons. Okay, okay, because I thought it was just like the little streamer with the balloon. Okay, 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 okay. Was Olivia just wearing a necklace? <laughs> I was going to ask. I because when when Narice came down, they had like some blurring going on because of where the balloons were moving. Right. But then, like, Olivia had, like, a Venetian blind on her front. <laughs> I think with Olivia's shirt, it had, like, nude mesh underneath it. Gotcha. And then, like, the the things over it. But, I mean, you've seen these girls. You've seen what they wear on and off the show. Like, that was her own shirt. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, exactly. I agree. And, you know, whatever, man, they paid. I'm, she paid a lot of money for them things. If she wants to show them off, girl, more power to you. No, I'm not mad at any of them. And oh, no, I know. I'm going to say that Mariah had the best outfit because she was. That was actually really thought out. It, like that was that was thought out with like like James as like Tarzan. And then he had yeah. like Zara and Raven yeah. and like the little Tarzan bikini things. That was thought out well. But I mean, like, yeah, no, I've just never gone to one of these parties because I don't have a six pack <laughs> and look like a Calvin Klein model. I carry a six pack. That's as close as I get. Yeah. 12 pack sometimes. Yeah. Fucking watch out. Two of them. Two. <laughs> I mind. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, um. We get a little bit of talk in this as far as like Zara going around talking to, mm. I think it was like Michelle and Michelle and Olivia, mm, mm-hmm. you know, trying oh, to. Oh, they would not even give that girl a straight answer. I did appreciate how she approached it, though, because she was like, um, are you going to be voting for me? And then they kind of like skirted around it. She's like, OK, cool. I just need to know when I win, whether or not I can say names now. Yeah, it just makes it easier for me to say people's yeah. names when I know where I stand with them. And I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> so this is why I agree with some people that I don't like some of these new cast members, which is why are you not giving conflict in this situation and saying, yes, I'm voting for you? Right. Yeah. Why are you trying to be nice? Well, I don't, I don't know, know. Maybe I'm going to do what's best for me. Yeah, that understand. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No. I'll see what I can do. Like, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably going to vote for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm just you say what you (laughs) say in the deliberation the night before, because they always say I'm voting for you, but I hope you come back. Yeah, like say that. Why didn't anybody use the bowl of oranges from deliberation circle for their anything but clothes party? (laughs) Right. I would have done that like a coconut bra, but like an orange pill bra. Yeah, that would have been amazing. That's really good. (laughs) Still one of the best lines to come out of deliberation was when uh, Kieran walked in and he just said, who's going to be the first one to throw one of these things? Uh, right. right? <laughs> um, so the, I think the only other really big thing from this party was the fact that Sorry. outside of one other thing, but one of the big things was we see the start, the official start in this episode of Horacio. Mm. And yep. Olivia, or not Olivia, I'm sorry, Narice's relationship starting. <laughs> so used to saying those two names together yeah. from 38. <laughs> My bad. Um, um, yeah. But with that being said, you know, they're out there playing soccer at one point. And, and then, yeah. yeah. And then they show up together at this party and we get the kiss scene. And um, which is surprising because we know Arasio from what we've heard in Rider Dies and talking to him. He's he's not big on the PDA, I'm, I'm assuming. Right. right. Yeah. But. It's cute to see it start, and then we kind of yeah. get the fallout of that a little bit later. Not even fallout, mm. but just like 
A little bit of a bump in the road with the, you know, her finding out. Obviously, they didn't air exactly what it was on the episode, but we know now that it's airing and he's already there filming is that he's on Exalton for Exatlon. Exatlon. What? Yeah. Exatlon um, for All Stars, I think. It's like an All Stars thing. Um, so, anyway, you know, Narice obviously struggles with that information, knowing that when they get out of the house, he's literally got to like leave almost immediately. So, uh, there wouldn't be a lot of like, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. eight months. Yeah. She yeah. said eight months. Yeah, eight months. You can almost cook a baby in eight months. That is a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I believe the preferred term is grow. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you can you can cut that. You should cut that. <laughs> You heard it here first. Textbooks babies. <laughs> Challenge Shanda podcast brought to you by the Olive Garden. <laughs> You're here, your family. <laughs> okay, but you know what I meant. It's a long time. Oh, oh, that was so great. Oh, I needed that. Oh, that was great. I don't even know how we're going to come back from this, but we are. Anyways. Oh, sorry. Hang on. That was a long time, though. That is a long time for him to be gone. And, you know, best of luck to him on this. It seems like they're doing well from what we know now. Yeah. And I do really like that, like, that as much as there's the turmoil there that's happening now on the show, we also know that she went out and surprised him on set right for like where he's currently yes. filming so as much as there's that turmoil and that like how's it going to play out for them we also know that they're still going strong and it's kind of nice to see that real world connection because not very rarely do we actually hear somebody talk about something outside of the show and then actually see it play out right exactly no and i i loved that i loved seeing that scene um, you know, of her showing up there on set, uh, you know, it almost was like, you know, like the family visits on Survivor. Yeah. Um, I think it was probably that same kind of scenario. Uh, so that's really cool, really sweet. Um, you know, and I'm glad that they're doing well. They both yeah. seem really happy. You know, he like officially asked her to be his girlfriend before he left for filming, um, which was super, super cute the way he yeah, did it, it. Like you can tell he's very much into her. Um, and I will be the first to admit that when this first started, I was very, very weary. Like when we first heard about Horacio and Narice, I was very weary and I was like, oh, I don't like this. Like this is, this is, this is not going to be good for him. Um, but man, she is, she seems real freaking serious about this. Like she, I've talked to her like on a personal level and I won't like divulge things that she said or anything, but. She's super like they're super, super serious and into each other. So that's good. For them. I'm I'm super happy for them. Um, I've definitely come around on the whole thing. I watching their kind of, you know, slow growth into this. It was very cute, very endearing. Um, so I'm happy for them. They're the relationship that you can't help but root for. Yeah, I think it was good for both of them with their slow start too. like maybe Narice kind of needed somebody to to slow her start down a little bit. Just ask Berna, booty police. Oh my God. She, uh, she wins my award for biggest blocker there is I've ever seen on the challenge. Cock block and twat swat. 
clam jam. Just messed up, dude. When like when Narisa's confessional started, I thought she was gonna call out Asaf because he came into the room first. He was not the issue. Nope. Nope. He was just gonna lay down. He knew the deal. Yeah. yeah he exactly. knows the drill. I mean, like you just you so, you face the other way and go to sleep. I was gonna say, so here's my question. I wanna ask you guys. What what is the appropriate thing to do in that in that scenario? Do you just you know, this is the scenario. It's like college life living. You're sharing a room with a bunch of people and this shit's going to happen. You just got to get over it. Or is it on the couple to get up and leave and go somewhere else? If they're not going to get just get up and leave and try to find somewhere private to do it. And I don't want to be around it. I'm just going to go sleep on the couch. Yeah. You either go to the common area or you put in earplugs. Yeah, if I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to leave the situation. I'm not going to like yell at somebody to make them leave this. Like, that's weird. Wasn't somebody sleeping there? That Was it Colleen that was asleep there the entire time? <laughs> yeah, she probably had so. one of like those like masks on yeah. and earplugs in. She didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I feel like when you're in a new place in this new house, like, wouldn't you want to go all over? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Pick a spot. Well, yeah, there's. There's enough people that have dwindled down. There has to be somewhere private. Yeah. I wouldn't go to an ABC party. So there yeah. we go. <laughs> On camera for the world? Are you fucking high? Yeah. No, bro. Nah. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I would go to an ACN party. All clothes necessary. Yeah. Right. But with that being said, yeah. I mean, sorry. I just thought like Colleen sleeping with like, like earplugs in and one falls out. She's like, why is somebody clapping? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Colleen probably has PTSD. She would she, she would know what's going on. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, yeah, her and a man. Well, I forgot about that. <laughs> Here's the other thing though. Everybody wanted that one at once. Uh go for it, Alexis. Mine will probably take us off on another on another trail. In regards to a Manuel? Um kind of. Okay, so not really about Emmanuel, but with Horacio and Norris being together in this timeline of all this stuff, and then like the timeline of all this Twitter beef going on, do you think Horacio knows what's happening online with Norris and his ride or die? Because I just like some of the verbiage that Norris has said, I was just a little taken back by some stuff she yes. dropped about Emmanuel and Olivia. Yeah, that was that was a little wild. You know what I loved, though? Olivia's responses. Did you see those? Oh, my God. She cracks me up. <laughs> She's like, I love you, girl. Heart emoji. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she put like, uh, I think it was a quote from Mean Girls or something. And it was like, why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah. Why are you so are you, obsessed like, in with, love me? with me or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's just making fun of it. She's just making a fucking joke out of it. And I think it's. I think it's funny. And look, I'm not I, I honestly I cannot be team Norris or team Olivia. I don't even exactly know what happens. Um, I just think the whole thing is entertaining. Um, and so I'm just I'm just sitting back with my popcorn and watching it. Um, but anything beyond that, I don't fucking, I don't fucking know. I, and I only say that because we get messaged all the time and they're like, you know, like, what do you think about everything? And I'm like, I don't think anything of it. I don't think shit of it because I was not there. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's going on. Still, yeah. nothing has even happened in the show. They're still fucking friends. So I don't have no thoughts right now. And that's the thing is like, 
there's nothing that's been shown. And obviously something happened between where we've seen in this timeline to where we're at now. And it started a while ago, like, because I remember when the season hadn't even started and they were doing promo. Mm-hmm. Narice was at a football game and she was looking at the poster and Olivia's on the poster. And she talked about everybody on that fucking poster except for Olivia. Yeah. And that was back in like, or like mid August or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so it's been going on for a while and she's just now tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion is Orasio knows something happened. Oh, I, uh, so here's my other thing is that, and this is um, actually, you know, c- kind of leads us into the last part before we go into nominations is that I think that again, because we haven't seen everything, Something also happens between Olivia and Orasio. So I think Orasio knows that there's drama between Olivia and Norris, but I don't think he's actually seeing the actual tweets that are going out. But I think he knows that there's drama and there's mm-hmm. issues um, because, uh, you know, obviously, like we get the moment where Olivia starts talking about how she's starting to feel like. Orasio doesn't have her back the way that she has his and she's not even sure if they're really friends and all that. So it just leads me to think that there's going to be some sort of falling out between Olivia and Orasio. And so he probably knows that there's drama, you know, that's the extent of my involvement with it. Yeah, I'm aware that drama exists, but it's like a special feature on a DVD that's like an extra 30 seconds of a scene that's in the movie. You're like, I appreciate that it's there, but they probably cut it for a reason. So I'm not (laughs) going to watch it Uh, in the same sense that like, I know that there's beef and I know that they're going back and forth, but I don't know that I've read a single thing. Um, I checked out at the Melissa, like barrage of tweets about people. I was just like, I'm done. I don't need the special features of this season. I'm going to stick. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the actual cut. It's just pushed so much on my feed now. It's like yeah. my phone hears me say the challenge and it's like every the challenge page that I follow comes up. Oh, like, yeah. I don't even have Twitter, but I saw all the tweets. Same. I don't use Twitter either, but those fan pages on Instagram are quick. Yeah. They are yeah. quick to screenshot those tweets. And bring them right on over to Instagram. And so I'm like, great, because I, I can't stand Twitter. Like that place is a fucking cesspool and I will not deal with it. Fuck that. I hang out for Survivor and that's it. Yeah, I like I like to see the the Twitter drama because it's entertaining. I just I can't deal with it's just it's just too much. So it's like I, I appreciate the little the little flashes I get of Twitter land. Um, when those fan pages bring them over to Instagram, I'm like, oh, look, a funny tweet. <laughs> Horatio yeah. is in the best position possible being away for all of this right now. He <laughs> right? really is. He really is. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the thing is, I don't think it, it, well, I don't know. It might happen the same way if he was still here, you know, with mm. it being involved day to day. But, okay, one other thing I want to talk about is like, not only did Norice and Orasio get blocked up by Berna, but then she went and got a man well from Raven. It's like, what are you doing, Hall Monitor? Yeah. Go to bed. That one I almost understand more because she's friends with Emmanuel, knows he has a girlfriend back home, and is more so doing it as like, yeah. don't be an idiot. He's already done it like 38 times. Yeah, so that was, was say. that was my but at the same time. She's Sorry. been monitoring him a long time ago. Well, she's got a game to play as well. She can't be following Emmanuel ar- around. 
for good because from what we have established, <laughs> he is hard to keep track of. <laughs> he's got hands all over him. He's yeah. not even trying though, from what I've heard. It's just they're all approaching him. And they all good come for, to him. It's true. Especially good yeah. for him. You know what I mean? He's just desirable. <laughs> but I mean, here's my thing is like, Berna, you're not in a relationship with him. Why do you care? Yeah, like like he's already done it so many times. What are what are we doing here? Like, yeah. Just go to bed. Yeah, just, just go, go to, to fucking bed, Berna. Just go to bed, dude. And according to Raven, not and, many of them in the house. Like, there's got to be a room where she could go with an open bed. Yeah. yeah, just without people hooking up in that room. Surely there's an open room without somebody hooking up in it. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And and here's the thing: it's like from what Raven said on the official challenge podcast, like they weren't even really doing anything, like kissing, maybe, but right. they were standing up in like a hallway or in a, in the doorway. Yeah. 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 Like they weren't, it wasn't like they were having sex or about to have sex. I don't know. Maybe they were, but still nonetheless. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those where it's like, just, just mind your business. Okay. Anyways, we took so long to talk about all the house drama because we get to the nominations and it's over. Raven gives a great <laughs> speech about how she's going to fight and come back for blood. And, and then Zara says, Hey guys, guess what? Guess what? I'm I'm just gonna nominate myself. I'm going. In. I'm gonna self nominate myself. I was like, how many times are we gonna say self? <laughs> like <laughs> you're gonna nominate yourself. It's it's cool. So it's fine. Go awesome. in. It's dumb, but that's okay. You just broke the first rule of the challenge. You don't nominate yourself to rule go in. One. I'm like, wait, Wes didn't tell you not to do that. I mean, Wes told her not to drink the shake too. Yeah, that's true. She probably learned not to listen to yeah. Wes. <laughs> it's, oh, that notebook. Look, I, I feel like she got kind of lucky on this one that it was a Merc and she didn't have to go against Raven in this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would have been a lot closer than she thought. Anyways, we get into the elimination because that's the end of the fucking nomination. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, yeah that's it. So, Raven, Ravens are. There we go. So we go into the eliminations, but I'm going to bring this back up because we know the Merc coming in is Laurel. Yeah. What? And how much of this show <laughs> was dedicated to Michelle? Dude. Just in constant fear. And I'm sorry, but if you are so afraid of somebody, you cannot be a great champion of this game. Yeah. Like the amount of fear and just absolute. She was fucking wrecked when when Laurel came out. Walked through. Yeah. yeah. When Laurel hands in out. pocket, just complete victim. So uncomfortable. I thought it was hilarious because all these people hilarious. are looking at yeah. her as the biggest threat. And then you just see like your biggest threat crumble. <laughs> yeah. She said she didn't even sleep the night before because she just thought that Laurel was coming. Yeah. Crazy. I appreciated the awkward back and forth a lot. It was very reminiscent oh God, of the like the interviews from Rider Dies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was absolutely fucking great. And I loved when she was like, and she's like, she said something like, I see it in our future. We're going to make up. And Laura was like, yeah. OK, like, sure. <laughs> We've got the same friends. I'm looking out for them. It's not going to help you. Yeah. She's like, I know. Like, she was just so shook. Yeah. I, I've never seen someone that shook on the challenge. Yeah, I've ne literally never like that was that was crazy that I, I did not expect. And then I'm like, is she just like playing it up like for TV? Like, I don't know, but or playing it up for Laurel to make Laurel think that she'd accomplished her tactic. 
Yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, like, it didn't really look fake. So, I don't know. <laughs> she didn't want Laura to pull that chaos. No. Nope. No. But the Damn. amount of times that they said Michelle was nervous about her pulling it made me think that she was going to pull it. I yeah. They totally threw us off. Like, they foreshadowed and then flipped that shit on us. So, I actually kind of appreciate that. Shouts to, shouts to production so, for that this week. I want to ask you guys, because this is how I feel. And just curious if you feel the same way is because of the way Michelle acted in this whole situation with Laurel, did it make you feel like she's almost coming off as a fraud as like the main threat in this season? No, she's socially connected. It's not a matter of her being a physical threat. And she's worried that Laurel's going to pound her into the sand. Yeah, it didn't it didn't really give me like fraud type vibes. I think that everybody is pretty much aware in the house that Michelle's big like Michelle's strength is definitely social. However, totally. it is also her biggest downfall. And I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily bring this up earlier um, because it's just was such a small moment. But again, this plays into Michelle's, you know, mistakes that she makes in her game is that there's a moment um, where it shows a, a scene of her standing in the kitchen talking to Kyland and she's telling him, look, like I know all these people from all these different seasons and their priorities are my priorities. And it's like, why the fuck are you telling people that Michelle? Yeah. Shut up. Why yeah. are you, why are you bragging about that? That's not, that's not good in the game. And no. you literally just told Kylan that he's, that you're, he's at the bottom of your list and he is one of the most physical people in this game that can win dailies and put your ass down there. So like, why, why, what is, you know, so that's what I mean is like her social game is on point, but it is also some, like, it is also her biggest downfall every damn season. Well, it's like Jay said too, like to jump to the end a little bit where he said like his Alliance social. Yeah. Strategic. The other group that seems to be assembling fucking physical can win dailies can take people out in eliminations like it's going to get interesting. It's going to get really, really interesting. Well, and here's my theme is though, like she's so like, I get it. She's got, you know, social following and she's got these numbers, but at any given time, these numbers are going to flip. This alliance is going to switch and she's going to be made out to be not what she's showing in the house as a leader. And as all of this, I'm sorry, because she's not, and she proves it every other season. Yeah. And right here, And my thing is, is like, even the fact that she is, you know, socially so does so well in the house and it it curries a lot of favor. And you pointed out, she also kills herself and shoots herself in the foot. Her elimination record also shows that she's not very good at the challenge. Right. Like the, the competition part, the physical part. Not even the physical, because it hasn't all been physical. I mean, it's something as simple as like turning a wheel. Well, I don't mean physical as in like head to head. I just mean physical as in like the competition part, like the, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't think that the majority of these women should be scared of Michelle physically. This whole situation just shows that like, she's not really as strong as she's putting up the front because she's scared too. Yeah. Right. And that's my theme is I think someone like Olivia or Narice or one of these other girls from 38. Any any of them, I feel like, could be Michelle in a physical thing. And I honestly think they could also curry enough votes to get Michelle down there. Yeah. I don't think she's untouchable in this game. 
I think that they're hanging back because she's being perceived as the figurehead. So they're going to let her fall. Like if, if they, if the Alliance flips, right? Like say the other side of the house gains the upper hand and they're going to throw somebody in. They're going to go for Michelle. They're going to go for Michelle. Yeah. And that's not going to impact Olivia or Narice or anyone like that because Michelle's going to be the one that gets hit. And they probably think even if they're thrown in against her, that they can take her out. So why not let her be perceived as like the head of it all? And, and who knows? Production might be fucking with us. And it's totally. not a man that we're getting next week. We could be getting another woman. Yeah, yep. we could. You know, they could go back to back women then back to back men. I still think they're going to potentially do a double elimination at the end with the last Other two. Could have could have been Cara Maria. She would wear some shit like that. True. <laughs> Fucking Captain <laughs> Jack. So true, though. Yeah. It could have been. Hey, been her. Oh, man. Those weren't her legs and feet, though. No. <laughs> Definitely. <That>. I, <laughs> <laughs> Those are CT's legs and Cara. Oh, my God. I just imagined Cara. They Frankenstein to with- the last three vets together. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just the best of each of them. CT flags, cars, bracelets, Brad's eyes, Brad's beard, and beard. Yeah, it'd be great. Anyway, so getting into this elimination, uh, it's Raven Zara. Laurel comes down. We get the whole interaction with Michelle where she pisses her pants, <laughs> and then <laughs> Laurel unfortunately pulls Ravens. Yeah, and I was so disappointed because I would have rather seen Zara and Laurel. Um, because I'd have rather I, seen chaos. Yeah, and that's really well, what yeah. I wanted. And I that's how I know the challenge isn't rigged. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're gonna give anyone the opportunity to go after who they want, it's gonna be Laurel. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So they she gets Raven. We find out what I, I don't even remember what the name of the elimination is. Oh, honestly. I don't even think I wrote it down. Sorry, I have no idea. Chain pole. I was gonna say the chain by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Go check it out. I'm going to say chain gang. Gang gang. Shout gang, out to gang. Corey. We miss you, Corey. Um, but basically, they have to pull a chain that has been painted certain colors like beige and uh, it's called nude. Nude. Salmon. Yeah, yeah. Tan. Yeah. 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 It's shorter. <laughs> and less confusing. Turquoise. You mean teal? Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Anyways, they have to do that. And the whole time I was just thinking of that scene from uh, what was it? Spies Lies with Ashley Mitchell, where she had to memorize the colors and she was like and everybody was helping her and she was like purple, green, red, blue, yellow. (laughs) And everybody was chanting it with her. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, But all right. So here's my thing. Do you think Raven wins without audience help? Mm, Uh, It depends. I think that they did help. But at certain points, they also hindered because she's trying to remember her colors and everyone else is yelling colors. So I would be confused as hell. With that being said, of course, they're going to help because it's not not even that they're helping Raven because really they put Raven in, but they're protecting their $10,000. Like, of course, everybody is going to help keep $10,000 in the pot and send Laurel home without $10,000. Right. I yeah, think Raven I just, had a good strategy. Yeah, I think she had a better strategy. I think she did yeah. too. Um, honestly, I think that there's a good chance that she could have uh, won still, even without Kylan's help of helping her double check all the rows. Um, yeah. I think that she still could have won 
because it it was it was really weird. Like Laurel, as soon as she called that check and she knew that she was wrong, it was almost like she just like almost like panicked. And and look, I know that things are different because it's like she's not in the season. It's it's different coming in as a mercenary and knowing like, you know, you're not playing for a spot in the game or really any like large amount of money. Um, not saying that $10,000 is like a small amount of money because it's not, yeah. but you're not there playing for the 500,000 or something like that, yeah. you know? So you have a different level of motivation. So like, I get it. And she's going against Raven who she's already like friends with and has a connection with. So I get that too, but it just felt like when she called check, she just like, she just seemed like frazzled. She she's didn't short circuited. Yeah. Like she didn't run over and start double checking her. Like that was like one of the first things like Raven did as soon as she realized that shit was, what did she call it? Um, she said it was mad trippy. She's like, nah, this yeah. shit's mad trippy, bro. And she ran back <laughs> over and started looking at the colors again. But like Laurel was just like, it, it just, it felt, it didn't feel like she was fully in. So I feel like Raven could have still won even without the audience, but that could also be my bias talking. And that's weird to say because Laurel is my fucking goat. And I was literally rooting for Raven. That's how much I am fucking loving Raven this season. Oh, hell yeah. I don't care about all y'all out there that want to like be like, you know, say that Raven sucks and she's not a strong competitor and she's not adding anything to this season. You're fucking crazy. Yeah. Also, you go compete together. He is all of those things. Thank you. Yeah. And and uh, no, you can't because she's bringing everything people want. She's bringing drama. She's bringing competitiveness. She's entertaining. Professionals, like she, all of that. She's got a sloppy social play in the beginning of the game that gets her fucked off every time. But I'm I'm about it. Like mm-hmm. she's entertaining. Yeah. Um, And she's improving. Yeah. I, yes. I agree. I think once. Laurel knew it was Raven she was going against. She gave it one good try and then she was like, I don't care if I beat her or not. I don't want to ruin her experience. Right. Now, do I think she threw threw it? it? No. No. I just think she didn't go as hard as she normally would have if it would have been Michelle. Right. Did you find that Laurel's confessionals were a bit weird? Like, her cadence was off almost. It was, for whatever reason, when she was talking, it seemed like her pauses were all in weird spots. And I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out what it was. And I've watched it twice in 24 hours, but it just seemed, it seemed like she was just uncomfortable being there. I feel like she talks like that sometimes though. Yeah. I think it was just the fact that she wasn't in the game and she yeah. just came in and was done. And then they're like, here, do this confessional. And she's yeah. Like, yeah. like, what do you even say? You and know, when you've been there for two hours, like, what do you, did you ask a question? Did yeah. you ask a question? And then, yeah. and then you lost an elimination. Yeah, you're yeah, you're there as a champ mercenary and you lost the elimination. Like, what are you fucking supposed to say? Like, yeah, you're supposed to brag about yourself at that point. Like, yeah, that's weird. But so Raven wins um, and it's impressive because she is now the fourth person. Well, fourth elimination loss for Laurel, not technically the fourth person because Laurel lost a two person game last season. So thank you. Stats and info. I'll give you the credit where it's deserved. Yes, it, it is, we've double it's checked. Four, it. not three. Much, much respect to Corey Lay, but it is four, not three. <laughs> she beat Voldemort, and then she beat, or sorry, she lost to Voldemort, and then she lost to uh, Ninja, and then Anissa and Jordan on Rider dies, and now Raven. Mm, yeah. Yep. So she's it's her fourth elimination loss, fifth person. So, yeah. but still, that's a badge go. to wear. Yeah, yeah, go and TJ Karina said this while we were watching it. 
TJ should announce the stats yeah. of these people, like at least the elimination Why is he not daily wins. When he announces like, oh, this is Laurel. She's been to this, done this many seasons, this many finals, this many wins. Why are we not also reading the fucking elimination stats? Because they're about to go in an elimination. It's yeah. because. Why are we not reading those stats, too? They're not running against them in a fucking final. We know all the people showing up are champs. You don't have to, fu- like, I, and I get, like, but it Kaz but, was 1 0. Yeah, but. It's because the apprentice, yeah, the apprentice that was doing the stats last season has been reassigned to different departments. It's not me, by the way. I just want that abundantly clear. It's not Tony it nor Lance. Like, it just nope. feels weird. It feels like. They should be re- like TJ should be reading the, the finals and the elimination stats when he brings the, the I've champs always out. thought that the entrance from the mercenaries should be bigger, badder, like. Like I, it was. I for know. Yeah, I just feel like this is such a big deal. And like with the mercenaries they're bringing in, I just feel like the cast just like doesn't get it. Like yeah. they just are not. They don't know. How big oh, they, a deal it is. They're going to. They're about to they're fucking gonna learn. They're going to learn. Yeah. Well, they're going to learn in a couple weeks for sure. Look here, I'm not even a fan of this, but like take a page out of fucking wrestling and put some fucking pyrotechnics, shoot some fucking sprinklers or like, you know, the little fucking little Fourth of July themes off yeah. in the air. It's something. You know what I mean? Get Jarrell to spin around on the thing again and shoot those off. Just walked out. She was like, he literally just walked out and waved. Like, are you kidding me? I make that same walk when I go to the bathroom at work. Like, oh, hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was being oh real. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, same thing. Like, least, least make them, jo- like, jog out a little That's bit. Something. 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 Make them do a power slide. Well, I don't know. Yeah. And that's not on the vets either. Like, that's. No, this is all on production, man. Yeah. All on production. Hundred percent. Just like you don't give Laurel this fucking elimination, you give her a balls in or a pull. Right? Same with Darrell. Yeah, like what are you doing? Like if they don't give CT not so fast, I'm gonna be so. I'm gonna pissed. be so disappointed. Like they're gonna give him something so stupid. They're gonna give him like they're gonna have. To, he's gonna have to eat so many milk and cookies. Oh my god! Oh, if they do some stupid shit like that, I will be so pissed. They're going to make Kara do math problems. I won't be terribly upset if they give him like one of the tangerines, but I will be livid if it's something fucking stupid. Yeah, it's, you know, I hope it is just to come back and record that Friday with you just seething. Oh, God. Karina will take that week off. I, oh no i wouldn't i would have way too much to fucking no say. we'll we'll all take the week off and karina's just gonna have the microphone karina's gonna retire from the challenge if they do that to that guy <laughs> just gonna rant for two hours about why they fucked over ct <laughs> he's, okay. he's got some aggression he probably needs to take out right now they need to just give the man a, a hands-on elimination i agree <laughs> all right so i've got one more thing i want to ask about this episode and then i know you have another one too um, before we close this out, the first one I want to ask about is the fact that Jay mentions how he's so worried about this alliance of Horacio, Kylan, Zara, Raven, and more than likely Possibly Colleen. Colleen joining soon, yeah. Which side are you on? Are you on the Jay side or are you guys on the Kylan, Horacio side? That one's tough. I'm always going to ride for Jay, but that alliance 
of like basically the underdogs is hard not to root for. Who aren't the underdogs? I was going to say it's the underdog yeah. team and they're not even underdogs. They're yeah. just the social underdogs. Yeah. And then yeah. where I've wanted to root for the people who I like, but end up like kind of hoping that the other people win because yeah. they deserve it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sitting with the fucking outcast right now. Where do you think a man well lands in this? Back in Romania. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's a fair answer. I think right now, um, I think that as of right now, a Manuel is still kind of tied in with the J Alliance. However, I think now that like uh, Kyland and Raven and Colleen have kind of fallen away from that alliance. I think that now that obviously leaves new people at the bottom. And one of those people is going to be a Manuel. And there is going to be potential for him flipping down the line in the game. Because he's now going to be at the bottom of their list. Especially with his alliance with Berna yeah. is what I'm thinking yeah. too. Yeah, so I, I see a potential flip there as well. And I see a potential like house flip where the whole fucking power flips to the other side of the house because all of a sudden Jay's alliance is now the minority. I feel like it's almost just like the season 38 girls. It seems like Asaf and Ed and Jay are sort of doing their own thing. They're not, I don't see a lot of conversations with that group of girls and those guys. It's usually the guys and then the girls separate. So whether they're like passing notes to get everybody caught up or what, it seems like there is sort of another separation even within that. And I don't know if that's just how production is showing it or how I'm perceiving it, but I feel like the guys are sort of doing their own thing. Well, we got that first cut in the opening, like episode zero, where the ride or die girls with Michelle and everything were like, no, it's going to be us. We want to win this. Yeah, they want a girl to win. Yeah. And and especially that it's a single season. And once we figure that out, you know, it's like we definitely want one of us to win it. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's hiding some information from some of the guys other than Jay. I think Jay knows exactly what's going on because of his relationship with Michelle. Right. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. I agree with that. That's all we got. (laughs) Um, Who you guys got for MVP? I think I know everybody. Yeah. I was going to say, are we just raving around the board? Because yep, that's so Raven. That's so Raven. My son watches that show. show. I know my son watches it. Raven's house or whatever, Raven's home or something like that. Like, yeah, my son watches that and he's gone back and watched the the That's So Raven show because I told him, I was like, dude, I used to watch that So Raven with my little brother and because it was like more my little brother's like, you know, era. And uh, and so now he watches it and like nonstop all I like the time. It. It's cute. I like it too. I like the new, the newer one where she, you know, Raven and them are grown up and and it's the kids now. But um, anyway, sorry. No, I'm good. But yeah, no, that's funny. <laughs> God, I really am having a hard time saying MVP is Michelle's bladder from all the work she was doing, not pissing herself when Laurel came out. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Raven though. Yeah, no, Raven you definitely I mean? owned this episode. Um, you know, major shout outs to the daily winners. Um, but. But Raven shined in this episode. Um, I'm I'm really liking yeah. this girl. Oh yeah. So. I also just want to say good for her for making a storyline in like 
a name for herself because when she was brought onto the show, she was brought by a guy who is like just kind of known for always having a female attached to him in some way. So like, I'm just so glad that she didn't go out of the show as like the girl who was heartbroken by Johnny Middlebrooks. Like she came back and now she's like, who the fuck is Johnny? Yeah. (laughs) Good old Johnny center stream. Yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, I, I love it. I, I love it. I'm so, I'm super here for Raven. Hundred percent. I, I'm on board as well. Um, I think she's all got a fan out of all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, we've hope we've made you guys a fan out of us, because uh, that wraps up this episode of Challenge Panda our Podcast. First episode of 2024. What? What? Whoa. Wait, wait. Yeah, when Get this releases, it'll be releasing on on January first, 2024. So. Um, we are actually recording this on what's today, the 29th. Yep, yeah, 29th. Um, so but that by being... the time I get it edited and everything, we will be it, it was, we are coming to you guys from the past right now from <laughs> from 2023. Greeting <laughs> future. Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> yeah. Greetings, Earthlings. We grew we <laughs> for 2024. <laughs> we greet you in your quaint, uh, quaint ways of life in the future. <laughs> No, we hope everybody's happening. has a phenomenal 2024. We look forward to breaking down the challenge for the next year, as long yeah. as shit keeps going and they put keeping it out. As long as they keep putting it out, we will be here. And even if they don't, <laughs> we'll just talk shit about it. We'll probably just cut, still show up and talk about old challenge. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go through all the seasons and recap them all. <laughs> exactly. Round tables. We got fucking almost 40 of them. Let's go. <laughs> Not including spinoffs. <laughs> with that being said for myself Rick Hayes my beautiful wife Karina Hayes Alexis Tex Rawson and Tony Stats and Info Lance we want to thank you guys for tuning in make sure you follow us on our all of our socials which will be listed down below as well as make sure you're subscribed so you see when new episodes come out and if you like what you heard leave us a rating if you didn't hit us up at biodomer at Instagram <laughs> I'm gonna go before I choke to death hmm. thank you guys and good night Later. Bye.